Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to this Saturday morning, November 4th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide, wide variety of topic areas, all approached from a biblical worldview. My brothers and sisters in Christ over there doing great work for the kingdom. So I would definitely encourage you to go on over there. A lot of safe content, safe content that you don't have to worry about the content type. Um, I would, I would, like I said, I would definitely encourage you to go over there. There's a real good, well, I will guarantee that if you get over there, you're going to find something to listen to. And there's a real good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to it in. And I say that not, not as a ploy, because that's exactly what happened to me as I found more over there to listen to than I really had time to listen to it in. So again, I would encourage you to go on over there and have a great time finding good stuff to listen to. I also want to continue to point you at the next to last link in our show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give Sin Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can convince establishment of a Christian classic education based school to provide a trustworthy alternative here within our community. Um, so go ahead and click on the link. Pastor Jay's provided a very good description of what we're trying to do. So go ahead and take a read. And then we would ask three things of you to pray for us, to prayerfully consider giving to us and to pass the link along so that others can do the same. I also want to, well, I'll actually, I'll do this at the end. I'll do this at the end. So with it being a Saturday morning, uh, we're just doing Bible study today or Bible reading today. We're not doing our Bible study over the weekend and we'll pick back up in John chapter 14, um, Monday evening, God willing. So let's go ahead and open up in prayer this morning. We're going to open up like we usually do on Saturdays with the seventh day morning prayer. It's called God's good pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. <clears throat> thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ, <clears throat> sorry, thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. The almighty instructor, teach us to live to thee. The light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyments of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility. For vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. 
let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. And our morning devotion. And sometimes, I, I guess I should let you know about this. Um, so the Spurgeon morning devotions, where I get it, the, the online version, which is easier for me to read um, visibility-wise, Unfortunately, the way it's done here in most cases is it's one big block of text. So excuse me when sometimes I lose my place and whatever. It's because it's this huge block of text across the screen. And sometimes just going from the end of one line to the beginning of the next line, it's really, really easy to miss where you're going. So, so I apologize for that. But this is really kind of the best place to get it online. And my, my hard copy of it is pretty small. I mean, I'm very, very grateful for it and for the, for the folks that gave it to me. Um, it was one, it was a wonderful, wonderful gift. And I, and I do still use it, but I don't use it for reading for this because the print's kind of small and it's, it's big enough for me to read in general, but it's a little small and this is easier visibly to read. But again, it makes it a little tough, but again, our morning devotion this morning from Spurgeon's morning and evening for October or for November 4th, excuse me. Uh, the text is from second Corinthians 12, nine. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. A primary qualification for serving God with any amount of success and for doing God's work well and triumphantly is a sense of our own weakness. When God's warrior marches forth to battle, strong in his own might when he boasts, I know that I shall conquer. My own right arm and my conquering sword shall get unto me the victory. Defeat is not far distant. God will not go forth with that man who marches in his own strength. He who reckoneth on victory thus has reckoned wrongly, for it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. They who go forth to fight, boasting of their prowess, shall return with their gay banners, trailed in the dust, and their armor stained with disgrace. Those who serve God must serve him in his own way, and in his strength, or he will never accept their service. That which man doth, unaided by divine strength, God can never own. The mere fruits of the earth he casteth away. He will only reap that corn, the seed of which was sown from heaven, watered by grace and ripened by the sun of divine love. God will empty, excuse me, God will empty out all that thou hast before he, I'm sorry, I'm going to start that sentence again. God will empty out all that has, all that, all, all that thou hast before he will put his own into thee. He will first clean out thy granaries before he will fill them with the finest of the wheat. The river of God is full of water, but not one drop of it flows from earthly springs. God will have no strength used in his battles, but the strength which he himself imparts. Are you mourning over your weakness? Take courage, for there must be a consciousness of weakness before the Lord will give thee victory. Your emptiness is but the preparation for your being filled, and your casting down is but the, but the making ready for your lifting up. When I am weak, then am I strong. Grace is my shield and Christ my song. All right. Sorry about that. That one was a little tough. It, it's, you know, Spurgeon is writing um, in the 19th century. Excuse me. I need some coffee. Sorry, I slurped in your ear there a little bit. Um, but Spurgeon is writing in the 19th century. And so the, the English used there, the way the way the vernacular was when he was writing is a little different than what you and I speak. And I love it. But sometimes when I'm reading it, especially if I'm reading it cold, I've not read it before, or at least not read it since last year on that date, it can be a little tough sometimes. So I, I apologize stumbling over that. 
So, okay, our text for the day, we're going to be reading Ezekiel 10, Ezekiel 11, Hebrews 6, Psalm 105, verses 16 through 36. I think that's the middle portion of Psalm 105. I think we have more Psalm 105 tomorrow. And then Proverbs 27, verses 1 and 2. So Ezekiel 10, hear the word of the Lord. Then I looked, and behold, in the expanse that was over the heads of the cherubim, something like a sapphire stone, in appearance in the likeness of a throne, appeared above them. And he spoke to the man clothed in linen, and said, Enter between the whirling wheels under the cherubim, and fill your hands with coals of fire from between the cherubim, and scatter them over the city. And he entered in my sight. Now the cherubim were standing on the right side of the house, when the man entered, and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of Yahweh rose up from the cherub to the threshold of the house, and the house was filled with the cloud, and the court was filled with the brightness of the glory of Yahweh. Moreover, the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard as far as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. Now it happened that when he commanded the man clothed in linen, saying, Take fire from between the whirling wheels from between the cherubim, he entered and stood beside a wheel. Then the cherub sent forth his hand from between the cherubim to the fire which was between the cherubim, took some up, and put it into the hands of the one clothed in linen who took it and went out. And the cherubim appeared to have the form of a man's hand under their wings. Then I looked, and behold, four wheels beside the cherubim, one wheel beside each cherub, and the appearance of the wheels was like the gleam of a Tarshish stone. As for their appearance, all four of them had the same likeness, as if one wheel were within another wheel. As they went, they went in any of the four directions without turning as they went. But they went in the direction which they faced without turning as they went. And their whole body, their backs, their hands, their wings, and the wheels were full of eyes all around, the wheels belonging to all four of them. The wheels were called in my hearing the whirling wheels, and each one had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub, the second face was the face of a man, the third the face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. Then the cherubim rose up. They are the living creatures that I saw by the river Chebar. Now as the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them. Also when the cherubim lifted up their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels would not, not turn from beside them. When the cherubim stood still, the wheels would stand still, and when they rose up, the wheels would rise with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Then the glory of Yahweh departed from the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. When the cherubim departed, they lifted their wings and rose up from the earth in my sight, with the wheels beside them, and they stood still at the entrance of the east gate of the house of Yahweh, and the glory of the God of Israel hovered over them. These are the living creatures that I saw beneath the God of Israel by the river Chebar, so I knew that they were cherubim. Each one had four faces, and each one four wings, and beneath their wings was the likeness of human hands. As for the likeness of their faces, they were the same faces whose appeared whose appearance I had seen by the river Chebar. Each one went straight ahead. Ezekiel 11 Moreover, the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the house of Yahweh, which faced eastward. And behold, at the entrance of the gate there were twenty-five men, and I saw among them Jazaniah, the son of, I'm sorry, Jazaniah, son of Azur, and Pelatiah, son of Benaiah, officials of the people. He said to me, Son of man, these are the men who devise wickedness and give evil counsel in this city, who say, The time is not near to build houses. This city is the pot, and we are the flesh. Therefore prophesy against them, son of man, prophesy. Then the Spirit of Yahweh fell upon me, and he said to me, Say, Thus says Yahweh. So you say, house of Israel, for I know what comes up in your spirit. 
You have multiplied your slain in this city, and you have filled its streets with them. Therefore thus says Lord Yahweh, Your slain whom you have laid in the midst of the city are the flesh, and this city is the pot, but I will bring you out of it. You have feared a sword, so a sword I will bring upon you, Lord Yahweh declares, and I will bring you out of the midst of the city, and give you into the hands of stranger, strangers, and execute judgments against you. You will fall by the sword. I will judge you to the border of Israel, so you shall know that I am Yahweh. This city will not be a pot for you, nor will you be, fl be flesh in the midst of it, but I will judge you to the border of Israel. Thus you will know that I am Yahweh, for you have not walked in my statutes, <clears throat> nor have you executed my judgments, but have executed according to the judgments of the nations around you. Now it happened, as I prophesied, that Pelatia, son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell on my face and cried out with a loud voice and said, Alas, Lord Yahweh, will you bring the remnant of Israel? remnant of Israel to complete destruction. Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, your brothers, your relatives, your fellow exiles, and the whole house of Israel, all of them, are those to whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Go far from Yahweh, this land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore thus says Lord Yahweh, Though I had removed them far away among the nations, and though I had scattered them among the countries, yet I was a sanctuary for them a little while in the countries where they had gone. Therefore say, Thus says Lord Yahweh, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries among which you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. When they come there, they will remove all its detestable things and all its abominations from it. And I will give them one heart and give within them a new spirit. And I will take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. Then they will be my people and I shall be their God. But as for those whose hearts walk after their detestable things and abominations, I will give what is due for their way on their heads, declares Lord Yahweh. Then the cherubim lifted up their wings, with the wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel hovered over them. The glory of Yahweh went up from the midst of the city, and stood over the mountain which is east of the city. Now the Spirit lifted me up, and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God to the exiles in Chaldea. So the vision that I had seen went up and away from me. Then I told the exiles all the things that Yahweh had shown me. Hebrews 6 <clears throat> Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from, the, from dead works and of faith toward God, of teachings about washings and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For in the case of those once having been enlightened and having tasted of the heavenly gift and having become partakers of the Holy Spirit and having tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and having fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance, since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. For ground that, dr that drinks the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to those for whose sake it is also tilled receives a blessing from God. But if it yields thorns and thistles, it is unfit and close to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. But we are convinced about you, beloved, of things that are better and that belong to salvation, though we are speaking in this way. For God is not unrighteous so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name, in having ministered and continuing to minister to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end, 
so that you may not become dull, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply you. And so having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. For men swear by one greater than themselves, and with them on an oath given as confirmation is an end of every dispute. In the same way, God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, guaranteed it with an oath. So that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and confirmed, and one which enters within the veil, where a forerunner has entered for a for us Jesus having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 105, verse 16 through 36. And he called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They afflicted his feet with fetters. He himself was laid in irons, until the time that his word came to pass. The word of Yahweh refined him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of people sent and set him free. He set him up as a lord of his house, and ruler over all his possessions, to imprison his princes at will, and that he might teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel came to Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and he caused his people to be very fruitful, and he caused them to be stronger than their adversaries. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal craftily with his slaves. He sent Moses his servant, and Aaron whom he had chosen. They set forth the words of his signs among them, and miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark, and they did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood, and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came a swarm of flies and gnats in all their territory. He gave them hail for rain, and flaming fire in their land. He also struck down their vines and their fig trees, and he shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke, and locusts came, and creeping locusts without number, and they ate up all vegetation in their land, and they ate up the fruit of their ground. He also struck down all the firstborn in their land, the first of all their vigor. Proverbs 27, verse 1 and 2. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let a stranger praise you, and not your own mouth, a foreigner, and not your own lips. All right, that is our reading for the day. Our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for November 4th. The text for it is from Psalm 36, 9. In thy light shall we see light. No lips can tell the love of Christ to the heart, till Jesus himself shall speak within. Descriptions of all fall flat and tame unless the Holy Ghost fills them with life and power. Till our Emmanuel reveals himself within, the soul sees him not. If you would see the sun, would you gather together the common means of illumination and seek in that way to behold the orb of the, the orb of day? No, the wise man knoweth that the sun must reveal itself, and only by its own blaze can that mighty lamp be seen. It is so with Christ. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, said he to Peter, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. Purify flesh and blood by any educational process you may select, elevate mental faculties to the highest degree of intellectual power, yet none of these can reveal Christ. The Spirit of God must come with power and overshadow the man with his wings, and then in that mystic holy of holies, the Lord Jesus might dis must display himself to the sanctified eye, as he doth not unto the Pope 
purblind sons of men. Christ must be his own mirror. The great mass of his blear-eyed world, I'm sorry, the great mass of this blear-eyed world can see nothing of the ineffable glories of Emmanuel. He stands before them without form or comeliness, a root out of a dry ground, rejected by the vain and despised by the proud. Only where the Spirit has touched the eye with eye salve, quickened the heart with divine life, and educated the soul to a heavenly taste, only there is he understood. To you that believe he is precious, to you he is the chief cornerstone, the rock of your salvation, your all in all, but to others he is a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Happy are those to whom our Lord manifests himself, for his promise to such is that he will make his abode with them. O Jesus our Lord, our heart is open, come in and go out no more forever. Show thyself to us now, favor us with a glimpse of thine all-conquering charms. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Um, Thank you for spending this time with me. I continue to pray that this time helps to keep you saturated in the word of God. Again, as I've, as as I've continued to say, um, please don't try to use this as a substitute for doing your own reading and studying and meditating on the word of God. You need to be doing that. And then this should come alongside that. If you, if you still feel you want to listen or need to listen. Um, and I'm grateful for you again. I did this to help folks, um, like my wife that at times have trouble being able to sit and read. Um, so, you know, I, I provided this as an alternative to help out. But please be doing your own. I mean, please be, I mean, if you still struggle with reading, do other, do other listening as well. Do, do other ways of study. There, there are many other ways. Um, but you need to be in the word of God every day. We are commanded to be in the word of God every day. And we really do need it, especially in our world today. Um, I mean, Christians throughout the millennia have needed it. But I would definitely say in the world we're in today, you and I need it, um, to be able to buoy up and support our walks so that our walks truly do like look like a Christian walk the, so that we do shine the light as Christ in this world. So, um, I hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend. I hope you have yourself a wonderful day, but a wonderful weekend. Um, I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. Um, if your weekend plans don't involve worshiping with the saints and you are physically able change that, um, you need to find yourself a good church. Again, I've told you before there, there's, um, founders ministry has good church finders, um, grace to, well, I'm sorry, master seminary, um, tms.edu. They have one where you can find master seminary graduates, which are solid, solid men of God, um, where you can find their churches. Um, so find yourself a good church. If you got to drive a little ways, I know gas is expensive, but if you got to drive a little ways, do it please. Because zoom church, YouTube church is not church. Um, I understand if you cannot physically get there, I, I totally get that. And again, that's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to those who are perfectly capable of it and choose not to. You need to worship with the saints. We are called to worship with the saints. Um, Hebrews is very clear about that. We are not called to sit there in our dens looking on the TV. Not when we are physically capable of worshiping with the saints. And the fact is, it's not the same. That's not church. Um, if you are physically unable to, please join us. If, if you don't have any other, please join us. Uh, we broadcast. Um, it's 1030 Arizona time. And actually, let's see, that 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 changes because uh, daylight savings time changes uh 2 a.m sunday morning so we will actually so it's 10 30 our time so it'll be 12 30 p.m 12 30 p.m sunday we will be broadcast uh, eastern standard time 
Um, we will be broadcasting on Facebook at Vail Valley Baptist Church and on Twitter at or X or Twixter or whatever you want to call it at at VVB Church. So we would love to have you join us. Um, Pastor Jay has taken us along through the book of Matthew and it's wonderful. Um, and I would definitely encourage you to do so. Um, so let's see. Did I have anything else? I think that was it. I think that was it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close out with prayer. We're going to close out with the seventh day morning prayer. It's called God's good pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee, the almighty instructor. Teach us to live to thee, the light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right, again, thank you so much for spending this time with me. You truly bless me, and I truly love you. That's why I do this. This is this is not for anything for me. Um, this is for the kingdom, and this is for you. So have yourself, again, a wonderful day, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. God bless. Mm-hmm.